You're listening to the first episode of 2023. If you're listening in real time, happy new year and welcome back. I'm so excited to be back in your ears again and to bring you a new series focused on the characteristics of God. I want to take a really hard look at what the Bible says about who God is and what that means for us. And we're going to dive into scripture and really pick apart the instances where God shows his character and his nature and how that translates into our everyday lives. So sit back, enjoy. I hope you had an incredible break and let's get started. God is good. This goodness is inherent. It is integral to his nature and his character, and it's something that is consistently described and affirmed throughout scripture. Today, we're going to look at some of the passages in the Bible that describe that goodness and how we can come to know and trust in it for ourselves. We're going to talk about the role that faith plays in trusting God's goodness and then explore some practical ways that we can cultivate trust, even when we're facing difficult circumstances or just having an easier time believing Satan's lies than the truth about who God is and who we are in him. Let's dive in. Welcome to Loved and Made Worthy. My name is Erica, and this is a podcast about embracing our God-given purpose and letting go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, and overachieving. If you want a deeper relationship with Jesus and are ready to ditch the labels that God never gave you, this is for you. Listen in as we journey with God to find out who He is, what that means for our life, and ultimately, who He created us to be. It would be pretty easy for me to come on here and just say, God is good. If you've spent any time in a Christian setting, you've heard this. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good, right? And yes, while that is right, we live in a pretty broken and sin-filled world. So when we're repeating those words without the scriptural foundation to back them up, they can fall fairly flat, and it becomes really difficult to continue believing when life gets hard. So in order to believe and live out the truth that God is good, we have to first understand where this comes from and why it's the truth. One way that we can come to understand God's goodness is by reading and studying the Bible. There are so many passages in the Bible that describe God's goodness. For example, Psalm 145.9 states, The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. Psalm 34, 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. James 1, 17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. These are just a few of the examples in the Bible that describe God's goodness. And I want to encourage you to make it a mission to find them all. By reading and studying our Bibles, we can come to know and understand more about God's nature and character and be reassured of his goodness and love for us. And before we know it, that assurance permeates everything we do. That knowledge, that foundation, will then allow us to trust that God is good and is for us and not against us, because sometimes it feels like he's against us. One of the hardest things to do is trust in God's goodness when we are facing difficult circumstances, but scripture tells us that we can have confidence in his goodness and his love for us. 
One key passage that speaks to this is Romans 8, 38 through 39, which says, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God is so good, nothing can separate us from God's love, and we can trust in his love for us no matter what we're going through. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. God's goodness allows him to be near those who are suffering and in need and bring healing and restoration to our lives. Probably the greatest illustration of God's goodness and love is Jesus' birth, life, ministry, death, and resurrection. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so many of us know and understand this, but we still have a hard time allowing it to permeate our thoughts and actions. So here are a few practical ways that we can trust in God's goodness. First, seek to know and understand God's nature and character as revealed in the Bible. We have got to study scripture. By focusing on passages that describe God's goodness and his love for us, we can strengthen our faith and trust in him. Number two, Practice gratitude and focus on the good things that God has done in our lives. Taking the time to express gratitude for the blessings and good things in our lives can help us to trust in God's goodness and to see his hand at work. Number three, seek the support and encouragement of other believers. Being part of a church or Christian community can provide us with a network of support and encouragement, and it can help us to grow in our faith and understanding of God's goodness. Number four, spend time in prayer. We get to ask God to help us trust that he is good. Praying and asking God to reveal that to us and to help us trust in his love and faithfulness can be an important step in cultivating trust in him. And number five, remember that life is temporary and that there is a future hope for all believers in Jesus. This hope includes the promise of a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no more suffering or death. This hope can give us perspective and help us to see that even in the midst of difficult circumstances, God is still good and is working everything out for our ultimate good and his glory. By holding on to this hope, we can trust in God's goodness and his plan for our lives, even when things are tough. But let's be real. Sometimes even after all of that, we still have a hard time grasping that God is good or believing that his goodness is for us or that it's unconditional. Honestly, sometimes it's so much easier to believe the enemy's lies. Satan is the father of lies and often depicted as a deceiver and as an enemy of God and of God's people. John 8:44 speaks to Satan's deceptive nature, where Jesus says to the Pharisees, You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Second Corinthians eleven fourteen says, And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, suggesting that he can disguise himself and present himself as something good and appealing in order to deceive people. In addition to these passages, there are several other places in the Bible where Satan is depicted as a deceiver and an enemy of God. For example, in Genesis 3, Satan is depicted as a serpent who deceived Eve into disobeying God's command. In Revelation 12, 19, Satan is described as the great dragon who deceives the whole world. 
One of the ways that Satan tries to deceive us is by planting lies in our minds about God's nature and character. He might try to tell us that God is not good or that he is not interested in our well-being. Satan might try to convince us that God is distant or uncaring or that he's not powerful enough to help us in our struggles. And listen, I didn't realize this until I was already in my 30s, so in case you don't already know this, I have to tell you too. Not all the thoughts in your head are yours. The enemy is so sneaky and so good at what he does. It's so important to remember that anything that doesn't line up with scripture and God's nature are lies and meant to deceive us and lead us away from God. So what do we do with the lies about God's goodness? We can counter these lies by seeking to know and understand God's nature and character as revealed in the Bible and by trusting in his goodness and his love for us, even when we're facing difficult circumstances. God's goodness has a profound impact on our lives and our relationships with others. When we understand and experience God's goodness, it can shape the way we think, feel, act. It can inspire us to reflect his love and compassion in our daily lives. And then we get to take that and live a life reflecting that goodness for his glory. We get to be good to other people and show them God's love. We get to plant those seeds so that God can produce fruit. Colossians 1.10 says, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Here are a few practical ways that we can reflect God's goodness in our daily lives. Seek to live a life that is pleasing to God, and that reflects his values and his love. Practice kindness, compassion, and forgiveness towards others. Seek out opportunities to serve and help. Pray and ask God to help us reflect his goodness in our daily lives. By living out God's goodness, we can be a blessing to others and a reflection of his love and compassion to the world. My hope for us all is that we remember that God is good, and that his love and faithfulness are enduring and eternal. When we seek to know and understand his nature and character in the Bible, we will find it. When we ask him to help us trust in his goodness and his love for us, he will show us. As we go throughout the rest of our days, may his goodness inspire us to live out his love and compassion in our daily life. I hope today's episode blessed your spiritual walk and brought you just a little bit closer to Jesus. If you enjoyed listening, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. I love to hear how God is using this in your life. And if you'd like to connect, be sure to join the Loved and Made Worthy Facebook group. I would love to see you there. Now, as we go our separate ways, I just want to remind you of three things. You are seen, you are loved, and you are made worthy in Jesus. I'll see you next time.